Um, hey everybody, hi, hey. Uh, welcome to the Phantom Zone, everybody. So this is a weird <laughs> intro because, um, uh, well, this is gonna be a weird episode because Arlen's audio for the Dark Man special uh, we were planning to release is gone. Yeah, into the doesn't ether. exist. I wish I'd known this uh, days ago. It blew, it blew up with his face. Nothing. Dark Man took it along with that pink elephant. Oh, but um, we, uh, we do we do intros uh, on that uh. On an episode, don't we? So this would be redundant if we do them here. Yeah, yeah. I People think are so. gonna know. Okay, you yeah, all know who the this. fuck we are. Yeah. Basically, this is our um, way of like, sorry that we don't have a full episode. So yeah, this is our apology. Yeah. Um. Also, happy New Year's. Um. I'm very drunk. <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, well, I'm just imagining you in like a tub with your fucking wine glass for some reason. Just you know. It is. Wait, wait, Connor. So you're thinking of Dan from Scrubs? From that episode of Scrubs? Uh, no, because I don't think it's sad right now. It is a hell of a blue on that paper cover. You know, the one with, the, or not the paper cover, the the in, the insides with Kim Kardashian or whatever. They did like a full. Oh, photo yeah, wait, are you talking about me? Be, so you're imagining me naked with? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just came to my head. Okay. It's so weird. I ass. It's a very strange thing. I no, don't like is, it either. I'm sending in the, the chat what I'm drinking out of. It's a nice ruby rose flute. Already the weirdest episode ever. It's already just very weird. It's a bad time. I've had one beer, guys. So. Uh, uh, what type I'm of beer? Not so man. I think I'm getting sick was... from the fucking back and forth and the bus stops I've had to do. So. Oh man! Whatever the I bowling just got alley back. had, so actually yeah. cold in Las Vegas. Go figure. Uh, I just got sunshine. <laughs> and you, there's nothing you can do to get away from it. So yeah, um, so that was our uh, intro to excuse Darkman. So now we're just gonna bullshit for the next thirty-ish minutes, and you get to listen to it. Yeah, we might stop after ten. Dude, <laughs> yeah. bullshit! We're stopping at ten. Well, I might be stopping at ten minutes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as long as nobody falls asleep, Drew's not here. That can't happen. I promise. He's, nothing. he's probably passed out drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, Hunter is done at this point. He's I getting that boy. He's so sleepy at those times because, like, me and Eric are, and Lou is here too. Like, we're in the fucking party and up club, and we're all like, Hunter, are you awake? What the fuck? It's it's because he's so tall. It takes so long for his blood to travel that he just he passes out. <laughs> he's, like me. A, he's like a dinosaur. He needs an auxiliary brain. Like our standard sleeper hold is hundred Well, I mean, you just have to think about putting him in a sleeper hold, and he passes out. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Is that is anyone tall enough to get a sleeper hold on? Yeah, I don't, it's you know, it's the age-old question: Are your arms long well, enough to pop with God? God? Every now and then, I just stop thinking about the fact that he's fucking six foot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it jumps on him like Wesley from Princess Bride. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you say about after he passes out? What now? Is <laughs> that? Sleep soundly and think of large women. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. All I can think about think of tall women. 
See now, all I can think about is the stories of like when Jake the Snake was talking about um, Andre the Andre Giant the having Snake. to shit into a bathtub. <laughs> so, or, I've never heard those stories. Drink like thirty yeah. beers in a sitting. Yeah, yeah I've heard about those stories. Think about the math. Like he was what five hundred pounds. You think he could sit on a regular toilet? Now I'm thinking about, about like how wrestler shit. Oh no, uh, he was a different like kind of human. He... Yeah. Like, I always think about how he flew Actually, on airplanes. I, I, like, how did that? I, I did. Oh, I did hear recently that, like, on air, uh, wrestling commentators like they have buckets next to them. Or I've heard they often just like piss and shit them. They're there for four really? to six hours and they can't move. Oh, because how was, old that is! That seems like an old practice. Yeah, because I know it was always a joke watching UFC that whenever like one of them was going off for like ten minutes is because the other one ran off to go take a leak. <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah, Rogan always joked about it because Gold uh, Goldberg would leave like, and he would piss like seven times a pay per view, and it would be a, it became a drinking game online. I know you can spot when a wrestler shits themselves because why, how the fuck couldn't you? Um, <laughs> you're the Undertaker, and you wear black pants. Um, uh, yeah, the commentator thing. I never stopped to think about. It. I was like, when do they go to the bathroom? God, that that makes his his finishing move all the more horrifying. <laughs> oh God, it could be worse. I, I, I how? It depends on. Um, do you remember when on which he was wrestling? For a while, for a while he was oh, doing the. Oh God, yeah. Go wow, ahead. Undertaker was doing a triangle choke. Imagine how terrible that would be. Well, oh, either that or just imagine a hurricane rana when something like that goes on. Oh, that's probably happened. Uh, and sorry, Lou, in Mexico a few times. Um, that's not a I'm racist not, joke. I'm not that's Mexican, just... <laughs> but okay. <Yeah. laughs> Come on, man. Forget Good lord. I you are sometimes. <laughs> I was going to point out that during normal show, I'm checking emails when stuff like this comes up, and I'm just going to point that out in this show. Uh, <laughs> there was like a very... I think like Chuck Liddell or somebody shit himself in a fight at some point early on in his career. I believe that. I know CM Punk shit himself in a European tour, I think. Oh, it's the best defense in a fight, so. I mean, seriously. A teespring. <laughs> hey, money, you guys. All right, well, I don't want anything from you now. Did you guys ever hear the stories about how JR sent Yokozuna and Vader to a, uh, like a, weight loss, basically a fat farm, and they went out and got fatter when he checked on them. That doesn't, sh- especially with Vader, because Vader is such a, like, I know he's recently departed, but, like, Vader is such a fat piece of shit. Oh, my God. I know Rikishi I... lost weight, but then, like, I think he has health problems. So. Man, he's not in my death pool. I took, what's the one, the wrestler that has no legs now? Oh, God. I don't, what the is fuck? It... I don't know who that Kamala. is. Kamala, yeah, he's in my death. I have him in my death pool. Honestly, every time uh, Kurt Angle has been in my death pool for the last like ten years, and that hasn't changed every time I see him on TV. I can't believe he's wrestling. Like, I I'm, can't believe I'm, he's he needs the, he needs the money. No, no, I mean I can't. I cannot believe he's physically like it's he, it's physically possible for him. That's because he the years of painkillers are probably stored in his joints. So every time he walks. Um, it probably releases them into his bloodstream. Yeah, doesn't Flair still jump in there every once in a while? And he had like a I don't fucking know, but I just watched recently. Some clip came on my Facebook timeline of him taking a superplex from Matt Hardy uh, off Jesus. a ladder. 
uh, like in two thousand. Oh, is this a, was this the Money in the Bank match? Yeah, I, well, I think it was either Money in the Bank or TLC, one of them. And like he was like seventy then. Yeah, he, like, actually, he hit the he's... fucking mat and started screaming. I'm like, yep, that's not acting. He is really broken. Yeah, that's what happens when you get divorced like five times. <laughs> It, it, and I was ballparking that as a low number. It might be more. Getting divorced destroys hips. Yeah, sure. Oh, we got and all I'm doing now is googling like people shitting their pants in the ring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it! Give me my top nine, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Uh, this is gonna be. This is weird already. I can tell. Uh, I think people yeah. like this. I hope people like this because this is what an after dark would be if it was unedited. This is what it would sound like, <laughs> basically. Yeah, if we likely. just like plug it in, of us are under yeah. influence. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are more than more of us. Honestly, there we go. prefer this over. Um, I don't know. Arrow talk. Eh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> At this point, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Arrow's still good. Ar- Arrow's still on." <laughs> That's what I was. Tra- I was. I was talking with someone over, like a my wife's cousin over the break, and they're like, "What season is it?" I was like, "Well, if they do Crisis next year, is that going to be season 10? Um, this- I already saw an article oh. theorizing that like Oliver's going to bite it. Oh yeah, I, I think we talked about it. I was like, "Oh, I can see them having." Kara carrying Oliver in the iconic yeah. role. Like uh, he wrote that the uh, if they don't pursue enough interest with uh, with Superman and uh, Lois Lane as a spinoff thing and basically reviving Lois and Clark, that uh, Clark and Oliver were the ones who died during Crisis. Yeah. And I know um, Amel said when he did Rosenbaum's podcast that he's really tired. And... I fucking believe it. And uh, like I, I he, it. Yeah. he just like because he's in like eighty percent of the things they're filming. Also, and that's why he, like the team he's not pushing forty yet is he? No, he's in his late thirties, I think. Yeah. Also, if you think about it, like uh, stuff requires hard. more him than anything else. Oh, like, yeah, that's what he was saying. It's like so much him, and then he has to get like starve himself to get shredded for the shirtless scenes. Mm-hmm. He said he was like the big push of like to get rid of all that crap. Because yeah. if you remember, like season one and two, all the ads of them shirtless was so gratuitous. That was oh shit, he's thirty seven. He is pushing. It's a CW show. What do you expect? Yeah, he started yeah. this show when he was like thirty one. Honestly, that was what kept me away from Arrow at first because I was like, oh, this is you're jumping right on the Twilight bandwagon. Yeah, it was. It's him. It was him, Diggle, and Roy. There's always shirtless. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that got annoying. Change really, <laughs> really hard. Well, and then you've got the behind-the-scenes shots of uh, Curtis and Renee shirtless, just embracing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not art you did in your own time, Eric. No, no, I, I don't have a hand for art. I'm, I'm my art is my words. Most uh, <laughs> the loud dimension that can on Deviant Art makes sense. <laughs> I feel like there's a joke about where your hand is if it's not true. My doing on Deviant Art. That's a better question here. <laughs> Who do you think caused Tumblr to fall? Oh no! <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Master Hand from Super Smash Brothers. Well, who do you think that hand is connected to? <laughs> oh my! Oh my! 
You should have done that in a George Takai voice. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Uh, I don't know what we talked about that time of the thing, but nothing has made me angrier like going forward, like after the fact. Like Tumblr, for those who don't know, it was my thing that I did when I wasn't doing other things. Oh, you <laughs> like it was my very, very amusing Tumblr stuff that didn't have anything to do with like yeah. anything gross or not safe for work. It was like one of them was like just capturing Chris Evans. Uh, no, it yeah. was it was putting Chris Evans' uh, laugh laughing from movies. Mm-hmm. That scene yeah. where he's fucking laughing at the tornado from Man of Steel still kills me. To the- yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's what like America yeah. would fucking do that tornado. He'd laugh at it and then give it a backbreaker. <laughs> I literally don't remember Tumblr being anything but like creepy cartoons and porn. I think it's it, well. There's Maybe a side on the wrong tumblers. <laughs> I don't know. I worked with someone that had one of those tumblers. Oh no! Yeah, but so this is this is going to sound very like uber nerd, but like there's stick a chair more. more. There are definitely more, they're definitely like what I would call uh, normie tumblers, <laughs> which is just like sure. all the most popular posts, and that's all that person posts at all. Like, yeah, and then there's what I would call emo girl tumbler. Oh, um, that's what she, she would, there's yeah, also was, like, well, like, it was Rick and Morty social media platform. <laughs> there's there's going to be subsections of it, they're just horrifying. Like, I know there was a, uh, like a mass shooter uh, fandom on Tumblr. Oh god! Oh, god. It was yeah. well. There's a so that's the problem. There's a there's a uh, yeah. There's a fandom for anything. Like after a certain point, if you typed in cutting or self harm, you would get a message from Tumblr saying, "Hey, um, do you need help? Uh, <laughs> is there someone you need to talk to?" Um, if not, here's some here's some tumblers to go to. As as <laughs> passive aggressive that is, like that's more than YouTube has ever done. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Well, yeah, YouTube doesn't care. YouTube's like, like we mean our platforms for Nazis. That's eh, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, Tumblr also has a lot of Nazis on there still, which is great. Well, they also uh, had. I also great. heard they had like I heard that they had a lot of like the worst parts of like the most extreme left as well had a had a big platform there. Yeah. Well, well okay. So about all those nerd girls drawing like their yeah. their weird porn stuff. Like I could. I want to like just. Tumblr as this like awful place, but I know a lot I of mean, shit popped up towards the end. Talking about how uh, video games are good for men because they keep them from uh, having their rape urges come to the top. Yep. Yep. There's an entire post, and I don't want to go onto Tumblr to find it, but I might just just so you guys can see. Like, there's a, this giant like master post of all of the stupid trends that happened throughout Tumblr's history. Of, oh my and, god. Some of it is just incredibly dumb. Like, uh, I can't remember. I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about all the fake trends that started on like 4chan that people thought were real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They were talking about you the know, where fake outrage is like burst from too. Like 4chan yeah. starts a lot mm-hmm. of shit that really has no base reality. Because the one they said it was oh, like, yeah. and this is going to sound really terrible, but it was like people, women wearing white pants to show off certain time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, was complete, and, like, and then people started doing it in real life. And the OK symbol, that thing, I guess, started on 4chan, which, great, just great. And the yeah. people ran with it in, like, like it fucking powers its way into reality. Now these, like, yeah. idiots think it's a real thing. 
Huh. They deliberately do yeah, it in pictures. Like, it's so strange. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what happened with that whole Proud Boy thing. It started as like a joke and then turned into like a. I don't even know. Can't believe that uh, dude was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was on there he was, and he like, was a you know, creator of Vice. Yeah, that's why like he had him on Joe there. Joe Rogan gets a lot of people on there before they become completely poisonous personalities that he has to distance himself, distance himself from. Yes. Yeah, he just yeah, has he everybody is. on. Yeah, that's part. Of, I don't think he says yeah. no to anybody. Yeah, he's pretty. He had, uh, he had Mel Gibson. Point. He had Mel Gibson on. He had, he had Rosie Bar right after the whole thing went down with her. Uh, also, not like, right after. He it was like a couple months ago. Yeah, but he also said like she's a close personal friend of his. So. Yes, and also like she talked about how she got hit by a car when she was like seven. And I was like, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, it does. It does, but like someone else we know, like we only give uh, that only gets you. Well, she did say that the car emblem had to be surgically removed from her head. Fucking okay. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Wow. Yeah. A different story. Well, Not to she... laugh at someone's misery, but. um. Uh, nah, she deserves it. Fuck her. If <laughs> Honestly. She's really sad in her like giant ranch in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, her nut exactly. farm. Um, which uh, have words that it, that, it, that it no, no. Be. She, I think she actually literally has like a macadamia nut farm. <laughs> yes, she does. Right? <laughs> Don't you remember the show Roseanne's Nuts? Um, <laughs> oh, oh, what the fuck is this? It's Roseanne is about Roseanne Barr running a nut farm. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a real thing. This is stuff. You're, I'm fucked. You're, no, it was a reality. Not. It was a reality show. This is in the days of Ozzy's reality show, and like every hey, person. Hey, don't you don't you ever blast me? Like the Osbournes was amazing and changed. Okay, the I'm not Osbournes saying that, is... I'm not saying that show's bad. I'm just saying like that spawned so many oh. doubles and copies and duplicates I mean, of people. Like who's you know, a not to, crazy not to celebrity the wrestling thing? How can we focus on their family? Thing. This is kind of an all-encompassing thing too. Is like the Hogan knows best stuff after that. Oh my god, the cat is so oh, fucking. My favorite thing ever is their post-divorce, and it's him and Brooke on their boat driving past their house, and the dogs are barking. And she's so like, creepy. "Oh, I just want to go see the dogs." He's like, "I can't, but like your mom will have me thrown in jail." It's just like so. <laughs> Speaking of Tumblr, oh god, I stumbled upon this one day. There was a thing, and it was like, it was gifts, and the text was changed so that it was like Brooke, and she wanted to have sex with Hulk. Or oh whatever. god, that was like a thing was, for a while. Yeah. Hulk's, Hulk's girlfriend was uh, like her friend, and she's like a little younger than Brooke. Yeah. yeah. Um. The other thing about that is like that, and his son also killed somebody. Yes, that was the thing I was thinking. <laughs> yes. After the Hogan knows best stuff, like kind of settled, like Hogan almost killing that kid, and then it came out later on. They did. There were some audio leaks from, I guess, like the phone from the jail. And, Yes. Oh, they're gross. Oh man. Yeah, they're really bad. And just like, well, he was driving and he was drunk, so he got like, well, he was a it. bad person, so he deserves to have his skull caved in. Anyway, what's my oh, next no. reality TV yeah. show after this? Oh wait, yeah, because the kid is I think they hit someone and that person died, and then the guy that was driving, who was his friend, it was in like a brain dead coma or something. He's a vegetable. Yeah. God. What great and, human Nick, Nick essentially destroyed that guy's life. Um, and more Less killed him. I mean, no. It sounds like uh, Brett Michaels and uh, or no, was was it uh, the singer from Motley Crue or Poison who uh, ended oh. up killing uh, the guy from Enough's Enough? Oh, that's um, a bit of I didn't even know. 
Well, there's yeah. a bunch of those because that's how like the guy from Def Leppard lost his arm mm-hmm. in a car crash. But the one I always remember is what's his name? Matthew Broder killed someone. Yeah, yeah. He, he, when he was in Europe. Yeah, he was driving. He was drunk. Him and I think it was Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh no, I think it was uh Sarah Gray or what's her oh name? no no yes 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 you're right it's um what's yeah, Jennifer name? Gray what's, yeah that's Jennifer married Gray. to Clark Gregg now <laughs> they were they <laughs> were because that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> my brain went there too for some reason. Oh uh, yeah, they were like drinking and he forgot which side of the road that he's supposed to drive on and drove on the wrong one and just that's right like, yeah head on killed someone. Yep. So my brain went right to that bit we had about Sasha Gray being able to hold her fucking breath. Um, <laughs> you aren't drowning, bitch. Get out of that fucking barrel. I see. All I can think of whenever I hear her name and is that she was in a scene with Stan Lee. <laughs> oh she has a very perplexing career that I don't want to. Oh, because right she now. did a whole season of Entourage and that was like the post Aquaman in that show. I also heard that she broke into um, the industry and li- and lied about her age. Um, a lot of them are like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's you how know, uh, that's how what's her face who's in a risky business got started. Um, shit. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, but she had a really bad techno career too. She's in a lot of movies too. Fucking, yeah. Um, the log is that? Oh yeah, she had a bad techno career. I, I, just, I always just remember her from um, Zach and Mary make a porno, and she yeah. was like, because oh, they had yeah, um, yeah. oh, because that has two porn stars in it. But she's like, she's the one that's like uh, pegging the other dude. Yep. Oh God, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. she peg uh, fucking Randall from fucking? Parks no, Katie hey, Morgan. Dude, Katie Katie Morgan shits on him. Yes. <laughs> it was like his last movie too, wasn't it? Yes, um, yes. because he's the reason that Clerks Three Weinstein. isn't going to happen. He just yes, because Harvey Weinstein. Uh, he doesn't want to be an actor, but he basically never got paid what he was supposed to from Clerks Two. Oh, that fucking from... sucks because he's like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. basically everybody was, from yeah. Clerks Two did it for free and all for back end. I know Kevin yeah. said that they had to sue. Like, so well, they, they had to get a, uh, an auditor. Um, and when Harvey like heard about it, he was like, why didn't you do this sooner? Why, why, why did it take you so That's long? how it works. Oh. Yeah. He was like, that's yeah. how it works. So yeah. yeah. But Jeff Anderson actually made his own movie, which I have. Yeah. So he's like, he's going to be the highlight of clerks too. So it sucks to hear that he did. Yeah. That's why he didn't. He's the one that they're like, oh, that's why clerks three will never happen. He retired. He married basically the Bill Murray of, uh, of clerks. Yeah. Three. He married the girl yeah. from the first one, um, the one that has sex with a dead guy. That's oh. right. Yeah, yeah. They, they got married. Sound and they, like that is. There's oh. like a bunch of weird connections because I think the uh, what's the kid in the second movie with the long hair? Oh, fucking uh, yeah! Oh, Whatever. Tobias uh, Elias. Elias. Yeah. Elias, Elias, yeah. Elias got married to the girl from Mallrats. That's like 14 in it. Oh shit. Oh. And they met through Kevin, and she's like a really—I think she's like a scientist or something. Everything surrounding yeah, Kevin Smith is amazing, but sometimes some of the stuff he touches is shit. Yeah, I was just actually before this, um, I was telling Alan that like I bought the Dark Knight, which is the um, shit. What's his name's book? Um, uh, uh, Paul Dini. Paul Dini's book, and like the beginning thing is like you know a kind of an intro, and then it's like. Yeah, basically, I told this on Kevin Smith's podcast, and he was like, "You have to put this out here, out there." 
And I had no it's idea that that's why. The death in the street or something like that, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's very actually, dark. It's dark, and that's actually kind of a very small part of the story. Like the rest of it is just like oh, See, it's just... the rest of it is his recovery and like why Batman was such an important thing to him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No. there's a lot more to deal with. Like yeah, his I haven't read it yet. But I need to. It's things I've just been criminally overlooking. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's really great. I actually read it shortly after I'd gotten robbed on my front porch. It's called, it it's called One yeah. Dark Night, isn't it? It's, it's just called like Dark Night. Dark, Dark yeah, Night, okay. a true Batman story, I think. Okay. Hey, yeah. Connor, I just remember something. It's been a while since I bought you something. <laughs> just kidding. That was <sighs> Which, Connor, you might remember, I actually bought it and because I, I went to the record store because it's closing. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, yes. I actually found there's a place by me, uh, Zia's, that I was really into uh, that had a whole bunch of stuff. It sounded like the record store, like you told me. Um, and the first time I first moved here was in the first stores I went to. It was awesome. I had like records. I had toys, comics, uh, uh, collectibles. Uh, it was like my kind of store. Just fucking closed recently. Yeah, of course. This is the last month they're open. They're like a staple in like kind of central Jersey. I guess it used to be Tower Records out here. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Didn't know. Yeah, that makes Everyone's sense. Everyone's like, "Yeah, dude, Tower Records." I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean? I'm not from here." Like, <laughs> uh, there's so many stores I remember existing that don't anymore. This is like me talking oh, well, East meets West, man. East it's it's like going to uh, South Street in Philly now. Like it used to be, you'd go there and there were record stores and zipper heads and all this other crazy stuff. And now there's nothing. That's what a term. Um, dude, last time I was in Philly for a wrestling show, um, yeah, and it was like. Oh yeah, no. Philadelphia is. I mean, it was. It's always, in my opinion, and I'm not going to call this a hot take because it's a true take. Philadelphia is a garbage city because no. they have. They it have fucking a, is the most. You know, garbage. At that same wrestling show, like standing next as they were telling us some brother shit while the wrestling show was. It's Philadelphia. The people of Philadelphia has always had always had a chip on their shoulder because they're not New York. They love my ass, and they have like, and they they're also home to. I'm sorry if this offends anybody. You have the worst sports fans in the fucking world. Oh, oh you yes. mean when they won the Super Bowl and some guy ate horse shit? Literally, yeah. the flying fuck. Like, or, they or uh, threw batteries at Santa. Yeah. Although I will say, at yeah. that wrestling show, it was a Dragon Gate show, um, and it was also. Daniel Bryan's uh, last match before he went back to WWE. Was that the one against uh, uh, Kendrick? Oh, it was against Shingo. Um, okay. Uh, okay, Eric, you gotta go? Yeah, I gotta go, guys. Bye, uh, bye Eric. Adios. See you guys. Last Eric um, of 2018. Um, well, no, technically, it is 2019 right now. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, On the East Coast. Oh, my God. Um, it was against Shingo, and um, I have never been like I've never been around that many Philadelphians in my life. And Brian didn't have to come out to music; he came out to the chant of six hundred people from Philadelphia screaming, "You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in!" Wow, that was his entrance music. <laughs> that's, well, that's a crowd. It, that's it. It always reminds me of my favorite thing ever, which is Bill Burr when he was on the Virus tour when they were in Philly, and it's. 15 minutes of him shitting on Philadelphia. I'm a native of a fucking violent crowd. Yeah. Well, it was an Opie and Anthony Philadelphia crowd. God, that's... I have never seen uh, someone My favorite so is, expertly against a nasty crowd. 
My favorite part is they when kept he's like reminding them how much seven time minutes he has left. left. Yeah, he's like five minutes, and they're just booing him louder. And at the end of it, he got uh, fucking standing over. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite line though is like, "Your town is so racist. They built a statue to a fake boxer, even though you have one of the greatest of all time from here." Because they, <laughs> <laughs> they have this stupid Rocky statue, even though Joe Frazier is from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy goes six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, and that crowd adored him by the time. Uh, yeah. by the time it, it's like um, I think we need to wrap this shit up now because we're spiraling. Yeah, very hot. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is. I guess uh, enjoy the Dark Man <laughs> with this <laughs> fucking. I wasn't even on five minute intro. <laughs> yeah, champagne wishes and caviar dreams. I almost forgot that this <laughs> wasn't an after dark. Yeah. 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 It's just a Discord test, everybody. Enjoy, enjoy, uh, Dark Man. It's one of our punchiest episodes, and we had a fucking blast with this movie. Um, to yeah. kind of segue into that, like, it's Liam Neeson's campiest performance, and I'll fight anyone to the death if they disagree with it, me. It's uh, his campiest, but he's also like giving it his all. Yeah, that's in this movie. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's a fun, I, fun one. Yeah, to open a window. Oh my. Um. Like Liam Neeson because his face. Ah! Anyway, enjoy Darkman. Okay. <laughs> All right. My God, I can't believe. Much better. Okay. Yeah, I'm great. still in the in the early stage. I'm I'm getting set up now, so I'll be officially ready, ready in a minute. minute. I'm just looking through quotes from this movie, and they're goddamn. Oh, I I just watched oh. this. I just finished it, so they're fresh in my head. And most of them are just Liam Neeson going. <laughs> my hands. Take the elephant. Take the fucking elephant. <laughs> oh, that was going. <laughs> Oh my god, this movie is so great. <laughs> this is the funniest superhero movie ever made. It is. I, I took a decent amount of notes, so this will be fun. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have so much fun with this. Um, all right, let me just, I'm still, uh, I also had to get some hot chocolate because uh, I have some and it was free and I wanted to, I wanted to make some. And you're a five-year-old. Uh, <laughs> I won't argue. <laughs> Listen, hot chocolate's delicious. Oh, it's great. It's great. I love hot chocolate. I refuse to I, I refuse to use that powder mix anymore, but yeah, it's good. Wait, you, there's like other stuff other than the powder mix? Well, I mean, my wife showed me how to make it. Oh, she makes okay. really good hot chocolate using... Oh, like, I, I'm, I'm using the Nestle powder stuff right now. 
Mm-hmm. That's because you're a monster. Uh, no, I'm using it because it was free for my coworker Tony. She put it in my locker without having to ask for it. I, you know, a really good thing is uh, Nutella and uh, or a generic Nutella from any of your local grocery stores. Ooh, and, and milk and heavy cream and cocoa powder. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. Then you get those gigantic campfire marshmallows for I'm looking at the fucking uh, the the Darkman IMDb, and there's like one quote where it's like I I was engaged to a woman with a wooden leg once, and he's like, "What happened?" He's like, "Had to take it off." Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, the fucking okay. Well, you know, I'm gonna save that for when we actually yeah. first. I'm also gonna take beat me off because fucking with my headset. Gar- it Wait. might be Garth. No, no, oh. Roadie. Yeah, I think it it might be. Like, are you talking about the guy who uh, near the end of the movie, where like uh, Liam Neeson shows up wearing his face and just laughing, looking? Yeah, I and think. Then he, and then he POV beats him to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that might be him. I don't know. Do you remember the character's name? No. Um, did you know Neil McDonough was in this movie? What? what? Yeah, he's a dock worker and Bruce Campbell. Yeah, well, yeah. Bruce Campbell's at the very end. I, I know Bruce Campbell's in this movie, but yeah, that yeah the the uh, guy that you're not sure if he was in uh in Wayne's World or not. Like he holds a gun so weird. Like I don't know if you noticed, he's always holding it like at a weird angle and kind of near his crotch. Well, I, I have I, I have comments about all the thugs this movie, but uh, let's uh, uh, let's get rolling if everybody's ready. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. Ten seconds. Can you guys imagine how funny it would be if like Peter Parker dressed as Spider Man was trying to give Mary Jane like a slice of pizza, but he was like, "Take a fucking pizza," and then he like just went like, <laughs> and then he went like thwip and just like swung the fucking. <laughs> Oh, I worked this in yesterday, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'll cross is... that. Like, we're not going to do a, a movie dumpster and just plot crunches from start to finish, but like. That entire sequence needs to be properly dissected before we we. But we need yes. to do intros and stuff first to actually introduce what we're talking about. Yes. Um. Uh. For those who don't know, um. Although, if you don't know and you click this episode, um, weird, I guess. Uh. This is our uh, movie special for Sam Raimi's Dark Man from 1990. Yes, 1990. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I don't have I don't have that date in front of me. Um, uh, I'm Connor McGraw. Who else is here? Uh, it is I, internet celebrity, Hunter Davenport. Uh, still awake. Still awake, just before anyone asks. I didn't fall asleep this time. 
Uh, I'm Eric Fedorchek, and I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> I want that Liam Neeson in Taken now. <laughs> and I'm Lou Gonzalez, and I'm every man, and I'm no one. Everywhere and nowhere. They're going to be They're going to be I'll shout him out now, but this was almost Joe Lascola's first fan zone episode. I'm so disappointed. Uh, I know, and he is he is too, but it's 10.30 out by him, and him and Julia are just, wow, coincidence. Um, him and Julia are having a cozy night, so, yeah. It'll happen. That's a tease. Although, I, I, asked, him, I asked him for this one because he fucking loves Darkman. With, with good you, reason. With good reason. Yeah. Is this a fuck? Is this a fucking snowplow movie? <laughs> God damn it! I need you to do one thing. I need you to call five five five, Mister Plow. <laughs> um. So this is uh, Sam Raimi's crack at the superhero genre. Uh, years before he it's got a hold of Spider Man, and uh, I have to imagine that like there was an executive at Sony who is like, "You got who for Spider Man?" Like Sam Raimi, and he has like carnival-esque flashbacks like vietnam flashbacks of just the carnival scene from dark man and he's like you I, got who i like the executive being like wait that guy who made the homeless mummy movie what is he this movie is like uh, very much a send up to those universal monster movies. Oh, this movie is you can t- you, Sam Raimi is wearing his influences on his sleeve and it's The Shadow and it's um Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes, Phantom of the Opera, um The Mummy and like wee bits of Dracula. Uh, definitely Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and I mean I would I would argue the Looney Tunes thing has been present in all of his movies. Um, uh, and uh, and and Dick Tracy, yeah, because uh, yeah. every every villain in this movie talks and acts like a Dick Tracy villain. Yep. Uh huh. Every single one of them. Okay, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. One hundred percent. The shadow, phantom, rocket, rocket gears probably holds up the. Mm, see, I revisit eight and nine Batman uh, more often than most of the Batman movies, and like I, aside from him being a, a, a cold-blooded killer uh, in Batman and Batman <laughs> Returns, like those movies yeah. are still fantastic. Yeah. 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 They're, um, they're Tim Burton before he met Johnny Depp. Yep. Uh, yeah, like, know. Batman Returns is like a fucking, a wacko German expressionistic gothic yeah. horror film. Batman Returns with like a 15 minute cold open of people throwing a baby into a frozen river. <laughs> a cold <laughs> opening, you say? Oh, God. <laughs> I do, I do want to, before we get too off topic, there's something, there's something that I'm obsessed with in this movie that I want to talk about. 
Uh, that opening sequence when all the thugs are walking out. <laughs> yep. When all they're walking out, one of them is just like I don't know if you noticed. One of them was just like twirling nunchucks. Dude, okay, yep. one of them was twirling nunchucks, and then someone took nunchucks out of one of Durant's man's like uh, uh, Durant's dude's like fucking pants or something. Yeah, like someone but, else you know, had nunchucks. It was it was the '90s. Nunchucks were huge, late '80s, early '90s. So I can I can completely understand why they. I'm just obsessed with the idea of this dude just being like, they're all just picking their weapons. He's like, hold on. I got the perfect thing. I've I'm never deadly. used it before. I can't wait to try him. <laughs> and then after he like, after he smacked himself in the elbow and the shoulder too many times, he's like, give me a gun. <laughs> Listen, if, if some irradiated turtles can use them, why can't I use them? Okay. No, seriously. I, I made a joke like that. During this watching this film, but it was mostly because like me and Joe have been doing the you're going to LaGuardia a bit like over and over again, <laughs> and in this movie like someone could run over Liam Neeson with a, in his fucking his phantom jacket and mummy hood, and someone be like, what the hell was that? I don't know, look like a mummy in a in a cloak. You're <laughs> going to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> it would only work though if the guy who voiced Raphael was doing the same cab <laughs> Um. Uh, so this movie's fucking insane. Hey, oh, oh, oh. Um, this is certainly yeah. a Sam Raimi movie. Um, yeah. It's the most well, and- Sam Raimi movie, I would argue, honestly. <laughs> I, honestly, like the, le- the only movie I've seen from Raimi in the past like decade that came this close to like this level of like manic just bonkers. Um, tunes, yeah. is uh, Drag Me to Hell because Drag yep. Me to Hell utilizes a lot of the same techniques of like like really deranged close-ups like putting big fucking filters behind people and like slamming the camera into their face um, and and, <laughs> I, and yeah. also just very subtle like speeding up of the film yeah like it's, oh, yeah. it's not it's it's obvious but not like not over the top obvious like in the case in point when uh they're holding sam raimi's brother up from in the uh sewer grade at some point i couldn't traumatize me as a child i that seat that line where he's like i told you everything and he goes yes mick but we'll pretend you didn't (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) um ted that's it i couldn't remember yeah um good god where do we even begin um well, I just I'd I'd like to talk a little bit about the cold opening. I mean, Hunter already mentioned the uh, the nunchucks, but how about we talk about generic Arsenio Hall, the one who's the arms <laughs> dealer that they're going the, to the, the man with the deepest voice I've ever heard. Yeah, move me out of my neighborhood. It might be. He he kind of reminded me, and I I don't think it was the same guy, but uh, the one guy who was in uh, uh, Prince of Darkness. The, the uh, like, yeah, the one who, <laughs> while he's wearing the, the thing around his neck. Yeah, I thought it might be him, but I don't know. Because I mean, I don't. I can't remember when Prince of Darkness came out in comparison to this. And I, I I like how I like how this cold open is is a setup for what should be a massive gang war. And it's, it, mm-hmm. it's all resolved in about four minutes yep. because, yeah. because one guy has a gun in his fake leg. And it's, yeah. 
Yeah, which I don't think they understand how fake legs work. Like, it's unless the barrel of that gun pops out when you pull the leg off, like, the guy with the fake leg would be in a lot of discomfort having the barrel of a gun jamming into the nub of his leg. Yeah, and it might go off. Like, exactly, that too. He just drops dead one day and his brains <laughs> pop out of the top of his We can't skull. figure out how he died. I have no idea. His head just popped. <laughs> okay, can we, can we talk oh, about him. How, yes. Can we talk about how he dies real quick? Because wow, <laughs> I forgot how it, how he died. He, he pops him up to the sewer and like he gets run over by a car. No, that's Wait, Ted no, Raimi. that was Ted Raimi. Yeah, oh, that was really? that was the dude that uh that uh, that Durant said like, oh, you shot him right through the skull. That's the way I like it. Something along those lines. Like, I, yeah, clean through the brain was the way he put it. This yeah, in, in one of the many cutaway shots of graphic violence in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I'm not sure is this PG thirteen or R? How fucking uh, weird. Did they drop any f bombs in it? I don't remember. Oh, I don't think they did. Oh, they did. Okay. Okay, yeah, all right, well then, yeah, it's R. It has no. to be, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just, I mean, I obviously have all my notes in order, but um, I also wanted to point out that this movie's real big on not understanding how science works. Like, if you're in a lab working on a flesh substitute, maybe not wear a fucking sweater vest and have it located in a warehouse, Liam. Like, the least <laughs> sterile environment to possibly do scientific experiments ever. I also like that. I like that Liam Neeson's character, uh, Peyton uh, Westlake. West, West, Westlake? Yeah, Westlake. Uh, Westlake. Has, like, one of the first 3D printers ever made mm -hmm. in 1990. Mm -hmm. um, and it prints uh, uh, photorealistic skin. Um, that dissolves in that. Okay, the plot of this movie is that yeah, Liam Neeson plays a scientist named Peyton Westlake who's working on synthetic skin that dissolves in ninety nine minutes, and he's trying to work on how to fix it. Um, and then nineteen uh, forties gangsters get involved, mm -hmm. uh, and and in <laughs> like, and in a fucking real estate scheme gone wrong, um, this uh, gross uh, business mogul orders a hit on. Peyton, because well, no, his, his girlfriend, him. yeah, because his, his girlfriend, yeah, because his girlfriend left like a a, a document. She found her. a document she wasn't supposed to find. Yeah, which, that that basically detailed a bunch of payouts. Which, like, why would you put that in like official mail? He drinks <laughs> coffee off of it. Yeah, he, like that, that, who puts their coffee on the fucking bed. <laughs> it's not a safe place to put a cup of coffee, you jackass. <laughs> 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 Eric's little hangup is my favorite. I yes. get that, but fuck's sake, man. You're, You're a scientist. Eric, the, the further your point about the non sterility thing, he does those experiments later with a cat like four feet away from the machine. Yep. He's also doing yeah. experiments with like disgusting, abscessed, burned hands. Like, mm -hmm. well, I don't I, he, it doesn't matter if he can't feel pain. My logic that? is. Oh, go ahead, Arlen. Uh, Very true. Yeah. Also, it doesn't matter if he can feel pain or not. He can still get an infection. 
Yeah, well, my my logic was that the reason why the cat was always hissing at him is because it knew he was just a giant bundle of super aids. It's just like, get the fuck away from me. Get away get from me. Fucking... Have you seen you? You're a walking scab. <laughs> You're disgusting. No, I'm not getting whatever you have. Don't you fucking touch mummy. me. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of her. <laughs> very proud of her. She had to watch her werewolf boyfriend die. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um. So now, now well, to, uh, to 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 go off this plot now to get to where we are, to get to the insanity of this movie. Um. Uh. These gangsters come in and like do a a comical beatdown. Oh my god, Liam Neeson. Like that, Liam- like. It- it borders on like Jim Carrey beating up people in the mask and what RoboCop does to Clarence Boddicker in RoboCop. Like it's, <laughs> it's a happy medium between those two things. Liam Neeson would be Liam Neeson would be blind and bleeding to death after they pushed his face through those plate glass doors. Like four of them? Was it four of them or five of them? Like yeah. he would his face would be full of glass and he would be screaming, kill me. Like he would not be crawling towards it, the gas. Like I, like I said, like it's 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 very Clarence Boddicker uh, ish, but like without all the like the the screaming and the blood and the cuts and, <laughs> and, and Dick Jones. And why were they still using the leg gun? Like I don't know if you I, noticed, I, I, but the longer know. dude had the leg gun still, which well, I, that's their thing. I. <sighs> I there's guess. like, like there's lots of violent bits in this movie. Like I said, and they're, they're like because they're like Dick Tracy villains, they have to live up to their gimmicks. You know, Durant is being a, 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 a is a cigar smoking toad man. Um, uh, uh, you got one legged guy and his friend. Um, uh, Which, oh, fun! Uh, fun side thing about Durant, he played a uh, I believe it was somebody with Down syndrome on L.A. Law in the eighties. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, he comes back in the sequel, and I know <laughs> oh, that, no. that because it's called Return of Durant. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I've, I've never seen the sequel. There's two of them. Yeah, there's there's dark there's Return of Durant and Die Dark Man Die. Great! I love that. that is a- Oh shit! That's right. Uh, you know actually, that sounds are, like a good enough stand-in. We, we we are doing Lawnmower Man. Uh, I think within some time with the next round of films we're doing, uh, we have to get through Christmas first. Uh, but Sean was like, "Let's just do Lawnmower Man." I was like, "Yeah, let's." I won't argue. <laughs> um, I, something I wanted to point out before we got too far away from it is. A, Francis McDormand looked exactly the same, except a little bit younger. Everyone looks the same in this movie. And B, she is the worst girlfriend on Earth slash romantic partner when he asks her to marry him. Marry me. Ooh, I gotta go to work. Oh, oh, there's my cab. Oh, Oh, let me take a few hours and dwell on that. Bye, honey. Step on it. (laughs) Don't wait up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! What bothered me about that is like when he when he comes back, she's like, "I can't live without you again." I'm like, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, you you were pretty quickly moving on without him there for a minute. So I don't know what's wrong with you, Francis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she seems more attracted to him when she sees how fucked up he is than when he shows up with his regular face. I gotta say, his fucking face looks almost better than Harvey's does in The Dark Knight. In some ways, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it is two thirds, I'm sorry, it is three fourths fucking gone like yep. <laughs> like his yep. lips are he's just got teeth yeah. that's it he doesn't mm-hmm. have any lips which is very funny when he starts making sounds that require lips he looks <laughs> like an angry he looks like an angry horse all the time it's yeah. <laughs> um but we have to get to the, like we were we were still in his beat down and, and and supposed death but like this sequence got a huge fucking laugh out of me when it blows up and he goes rah, rah, and flies up the ceiling Did you just say it's so dark, man? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Both, well, both they... men get attacked by a bunch of criminals in their labs. Um, their assistant is shot, uh, and then they're setting through the brain. And then, the, yeah, Quentin right to the brain, just the way I like it. Um. And then they are set ablaze and launched into and either launched into or fall into water. Well, that was that was the thing in this scene in particular. You got a little taste of the uh, of the elephant scene when when uh, uh, Liam is watching his lab assistant being held at gunpoint. Like no, no, like he's, no! he's starting to lose his mind a little bit there. But then- dude, like I have n- I have never in my life seen Liam Neeson overact. Oh, it's so great. outside of this film. Like he's it's giving three hundred percent Liam, and like, did anyone ask him to do it? I, I, I wouldn't mean, have it any other way. But he is all over the fucking place. Like, not even Star Wars did he go this over the top. Like, no. Well, he barely it, talks in Star Wars. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I feel like yeah. he's acting. At, he's acting at three hundred percent because he has to do it through like fifty layers of makeup. <laughs> yeah, but but it's all in his like his he's fucking growling at people and barking at people and like well, when he he screams, and when he cries like all of it is hysterical. <sighs> blubbering of points too. Yeah. Um uh and our villains are also just like just constantly just chewing the scenery around them, especially Strand. Oh well, they're they're the villains in Dark Man are pulling a Lady in the Tramp on the scenes, except they're fighting over the piece of spaghetti instead of actually <laughs> sharing it. It's, no, that's mine. No, that's mine. Durant's like, I'm a very scary looking mobster, and Strand's like, Well, I'm a very scary real estate owner. Yeah, my wife. I like how every time every time he brings Julie into that office, she's like, everything's kind of suspicious. He's like, Julie, look at this model. Isn't it great? Look at this model. It's fantastic. We're building that. You realize that, right? Beautiful. <laughs> what would your wife say? Uh, my wife uh, was just, when we were watching it, she'd mentioned about Durant. Like, I don't like his lips. He's not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I like his lips. He looks like a fish man. I don't like it. He kind of does. Then his his weird bobbly eyes that go in whatever direction they want to go in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, oh my god, that was so mean. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> like, imagine what I imagine the the fish people in Shadow over Minsmith look like. Um. <laughs> oh fuck, I've got nothing for that one. That's pretty. That's pretty on point, actually. <laughs> um, in both the game and the book, that's how I imagine the book. Except I don't think the fish people in uh, Shadows Over and Smith cut off people's fingers with cigar cutters. No. Okay, did he cut off his fingers or did he break his fingers? No, he cuts them off with a cigar cutter. Yeah, remember in the with uh, with Arsenio Hall. That that he, guy that guy barely reacts to getting his fingers broken. Well, oh, well, he's, like, he's like he's like he's <laughs> like. Well, that was the other thing in the in the cold opening when uh when Fo Arsenio Hall is having his fingers cut off. Like, a he's he's screaming, but he's not really reacting much. And B, like Durant's face would have been covered in hand blood. Like yeah. fingers don't just come off, and it's like, oh well, I better put a band aid. Yeah, on. they don't like, they don't come off like fucking like they they, they came off like cheese sticks. Like they just bucked yeah. and just like fell. <laughs> like like it was like he was like it was rubber. Like he wasn't done or something. Yeah. My favorite part is though that he keeps them in a, hum- a humidor. Yes, yes. Um. Which... So yeah, oh, like, there were several points in the movie where people should have been covered in blood, like when Ted Raimi shot lab assistant in the head from three inches away. Yep. Yeah, and just walks off, just like, oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. Well, I got. Well, he shot him straight through the brain, so there's no blood that way. Yeah, with a, with a very, very, very uh, obviously over-designed pistol that you never see again. And the terrible, uh, what was it, Black Widow tattoo he had on his hand? Like, you see it very briefly when he's holding the gun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After he won a uh, glass Death Leopard missile. Um, so, Peyton is uh, seemingly blown to smithereens. Um, Julie is sad. Uh, and, like, this, the, 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 boyfriend. the background plot of this movie oh. is, like, the villain is building, like, this massive, like, utopian looking series of buildings and that's why he's evil yep. more or less well, he's, he's, taking, he's paying off bribes. the uh, yeah, he, building commission and whatnot. yeah he's taking, he's bribing he, he's he's taking and giving up bribes with the help from the local mob he's your 80s likes mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah when you said background i thought you were going to comment about the uh, terrible blue screen transition to the cemetery <laughs> holy <laughs> shit <laughs> there <laughs> There are a lot of them. Oh yeah, yeah. The peak of nineteen ninety special effects. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Oh, there's there's a lot of funny matting in this movie. Like, um, right after Darkman kills the first mobster, uh, who was also in Swamp Thing, um. He says like nothing in this film, by the way. Um, after he kills them, like they they and then it slam cuts to fucking <laughs> Liam Neeson in full mummy garb between yeah. two gargoyles going, what have, what have I become? You've become homeless mummy Batman based on your location. <laughs> you've become comical, is what you've become. Yeah, that uh, it's it's also good. It's also good. It, it, it sounds like I'm making fun of this movie, but like I love this movie so much. Um, uh, this movie is impossible to look away from. Yeah. Oh, so I had to. So I watched this movie in in two kind of like parts. 
because after the um the carnival scene, I was like, "All right, I need to take." <laughs> I shortly after um the uh, dude who should have exploded like a blood filled balloon when he got thrown out of the window, the first mobster, the one who likes to eat. Uh, there was the scene where where uh, Darkman is in his his lab in in a fucking broken down foundry of some sort way to choose yet another super unsterile place to work on flesh-like material um he does that dancing freak scene to the cat like that is that is pinnacle Raimi right there like he always seems to have a scene where somebody dances like an idiot for one reason or another it's all very evil dead too um yep uh and there was something else that oh shit and it's gone (laughs) <laughs> there it went. I don't think we've talked about why he is a superhero or his superhero power yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's actually right after his uh, explosion. So yeah. uh, immediately after explosion, after Jules assumes he's dead, um, we cut to the nurse from uh, uh, American Werewolf. American Werewolf. Um, who is now who is now a stuffy doctor uh, who has like who has. Uh, uh, frighteningly technological technologically advanced medical equipment at her disposal mm-hmm. um uh found Peyton on a, on a riverbank and assumed he was homeless um which then I had to ask like hold on you didn't think to connect the local explosion at an apartment slash laboratory with the freshly crispy man you just found Listen, well, he was, was thrown like 25 miles Oh yeah. She, oh well. Yeah, he washed up on the riverbank, so he might have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Lou said, he's he was washed downriver for a bit. Um, you I'm... mean you mean after he was launched like a comet out of his own ceiling? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that and that and she was busy Jason still getting <laughs> trying to get over her uh, werewolf boyfriend. Jason lifts his hockey mask. He's like, "You too." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "On your way, sir." Just pushes him down the river. Um, How's your mom doing? <laughs> Um, Liam Neeson's like she's dead too. Um, so yeah, he's Liam Neeson has been uh, uh putting this like experimental uh like burn rehabilitation. Uh, it looks like it, the Da Vinci thing, where like the Da Vinci's man. Yeah, yeah. Which like like when I don't know how that section of medicine works but i'm fairly certain you don't just scoop up homeless people and start doing possibly unethical tests on them and then you do and then and then tell your students about it and then go this guy can't feel pain and take a catheter and stab him in the leg poke well they need to stop him from screaming well, and technically, uh, this would also be connected to the Marvel Universe, because she was one of the members of the uh, council members in Avengers that oh uh, Nick God. Fury what? was talking with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> shit um so she uh she goes into this big expository breakdown about basically like because he's burned so badly we severed the nerves to all of his burned areas which is like super extreme 
It was like 40% of his body, I think she said. Yeah. Yeah, They severed a nerve, like the main nerve, where he doesn't feel anything ever again. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, Which then doesn't explain how he's cold in the following sequence. Um, (sighs) You know. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the only reason that explains, like, when he gets, like, shot and stuff, that he doesn't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't feel anything. Well, um, she also explains that because of uh, because of this lack of feeling, adrenaline surges will happen for some reason. Which okay, I guess. Yeah, basically, like the body is basically de- is thirsty for some kind of feeling, so it makes up for the lack of physical by overcompensating on the emotional. So, like, angry is like angry. Like it's <laughs> out. Yeah, and like so, all of his emotions are kind of like hypersensitive, and like he kind of, which would explain all the overacting later on. Like it makes him really manic, and just like all of his emotions are peaks. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't feel things subtly. Um, and uh, and, uh, and it. Uh, hold on, let me let me make sure when gets this, so it, it explains the rest of the movie. It enhances his strength. Yeah. Well, he can't feel his mouth muscles tearing. Yeah, it's all that. It's all that <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, I do. Have to... Well, this is where I was going to say this is one of the few accurate science things because this is an actual. There are an abnormality where people are born without the ability to feel. And I know this from watching an episode of House, um, but it is real, and they basically yeah they can't feel anything at all like they have no textile. So if they break a leg, they'll just be walking on it. Like, they can't Ugh. tell. Like, stuff well, like I've, that. I've had ex-girlfriends accuse me of not feeling anything, but I guess that's <laughs> a little bit different no. than what we're talking about here. Uh, but I'm... I guess. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um, shit, I just... I lost it again. Um, no, yeah, but basically he gets uh, surges of adrenaline that kind of enhance his anger and strength to the point where he can do... Uh, uh, seemingly superhuman things. things. Superhuman things. Um, uh, it also makes for some of the best moments of the movie, like when he just drops on people and screams yes. Yes. with his giant horse teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does have horse teeth. <laughs> and like his, his his signature move is just like it's like is to kind of like do a Batman thing where he just kind of suspends above his opponent, but instead of like he just body splashes them. Yeah, it works. He just fucking it drops works. on him. He's like, <laughs> he can't feel the pain. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> my my body is a cannonball. <laughs> so yeah, shortly after he after you find out all this stuff is when he pulls himself out of his uh, his imprisonment in this hospital. Yeah, they say and... yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, he's super strong, hence the restraints, and he just breaks out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jumps and, out a window. The... This leads to the first time I noticed he's a homeless mummy Superman because he's nah, sleeping underneath a to, box. This this leads to some of my favorite shots in the movie. Like this movie's beautiful, um, and this sequence alone is breathtaking because it's just it is fucking sheets and sheets and sheets of rain, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like he's covered in fucking mummy bandages, um, and he finds this like he finds a very uh, Lon Chaney uh, fan of the opera. Like on a dumpster, mm-hmm. um, which like who threw like like what what failed actor threw that away? Like, 
Uh, yeah, there was. There's a local. It's not something. There's a local fun. drama school. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> yeah. He also he also found a whole bunch of clove cigarettes with it too, but you don't ever see him smoking them because he doesn't have lips. He's biting down on cigarettes. Um, man, how is he not just like? I, I bet the inside of all those like face masks are just like covered in teeth marks, like right around the mouth oh. area. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that. No, that raises a very good question. Like, all right, so he has fake skin going over his face, but he still doesn't have any place for lips to go. So the lips would be all blocky and weird because his teeth would be going in there. Well, they, they, they granted. Yeah. And like yeah, he adapts, I... it, he adapts their body mass. Hmm. Um, there is, there is a t- at least attention to detail in the fact that, like, every time you sh- they show him impersonating someone, like, their skin looks fucking weird. Yeah. It yeah. always looks wrong. It's the point where, like, the viewer's like, mm, doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he has to become homeless mummy photographer to be able to get the good pictures of them. To, um, uh, well, that to... and, like, uh, they always look pale, and they have his very, very, very bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they always kind of give them, like, a little extra fluff around certain areas and make it look like it's not fitting quite right. Mm-hmm. Which I do appreciate. Yes, it is. But basically, to get back at these people who who, who blowed him up, um, he... Yes, that's exactly yeah. what he does. He basically <laughs> turns this gang in on itself, but like he he can't replicate skin with no reference material, so he has to like basically slide a bunch of Polaroids into uh yep. like a scanner. Homeless mummy photographer. And then it uh yeah, it creates images that he can uh you know use for this like printer to basically create fake skin. Um well, yeah, if you noticed when he was uh creating one of the faces, it said it had seventy-two polygons, which I mean I'm guessing that's a lot for nineteen ninety. Uh, I also noticed that when he tried to make his face again the first time, um oh, God. The, pic- the picture he used uh was missing the top quarter of the face and like a little bit of his bottom left face was like all messed up in the picture. So it was like reference material material incomplete. So his solution was just basically to copy and paste his right eye over his left eye and his right side of his <laughs> mouth over the left side of his mouth. And I'm like, that would make him that horrifyingly was... symmetrical. Like, <laughs> I wish I wish he would have gotten a face printed out like that. Like, just, oh, God, I'm a monster. <laughs> oh, no. Remember this? It's like. Think about that, how great that would have been if they would have done yeah. that. Yeah. He's perfectly symmetrical. His eyes and mouth would have been the same on both sides. It would be freaky looking. He would have looked like he had alcohol fetal syndrome. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's, it when, it's when mom drinks a little bit too much when she's prego. Alcohol <laughs> fetal. Basically, the muscles relax for development, and they're kind of space out. All yes. right, I'm ready for the abject horror as soon as my internet loads while I switch to Bing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That poor kid's ears. Yeah, there's uh, there's some horrors out there. Man, but I'm yeah. glad my mom only drank enough. <laughs> she's never listening to this show 
which is funny because I, I tagged my dad in a photo for this episode because he's the one who introduced me. Um, she's, she's still drinking out of that Cookie Monster cup of yours. I can't believe that story <laughs> is the one that keeps coming back. Well, would you rather AIDS ghost us? No, no. In fact, that, that story, that, that joke has been uh, dormant for quite a long time. Yeah, it's because now. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, you mean you mean you mean making jokes about my dead uncle might be a little too much, <laughs> and his his gay ghost boyfriend. <laughs> you stop. He's very progressive. Every I mean, time, never mind. We won't, every time you say alone. gay ghost, I just think of like gay ghost coast to coast. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Z- Zorak. <laughs> um, <laughs> So continuing with his, uh, hey, is this dirty as hell? I should use it. He decides to <laughs> cut off his 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 bandages, which I'm sure he could have just unwrapped. But nope, let's break this Erlmeyer flask and cut it off of my face inside of my blown up lab. And then that it sounds like, like the it, best idea. It's the first instance of Liam Neeson fake crying. No, and it no, is no. the fucking best. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. He has no tear gas left. That's true. They're probably sealed up from all the flames. He's just um, angry from crying on the his, inside. His, his fake crying is the funniest fake crying. Oh, and he immediately goes he immediately goes <laughs> and it's only punctuated more so by his face starting to bubble and melt too. <laughs> and, and then so he's like and then he's like forgive me and then he's fucking he runs off with the elephant and his head is scalding and he's just yep. flailing his arms back and forth going <laughs> oh doesn't he throw it into a gar- like a dumpster uh, what do you call it a uh, a barrel he puts it no, a, no. He puts a table so Frances McDermott can pick it up and have it dissolve in her hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like yeah, there's thinking- a shot. There's a shot where she's watching him run away, and just this distant shot of him running again, arms flailing, steam bursting from his collar. From and a di- you see the pink <laughs> elephant still. Okay. The thing is, you can see him still carrying the pink elephant. It matters <laughs> that much to him. When he put it, it just disappeared. <laughs> so that that brings up a question I had about this movie, and like. I don't something I don't understand why they didn't do this except of the 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 um the skin only working in the dark. It it only it really, works it for really doesn't. No, like, yeah. They always do it in daylight. And I was I was wondering like why doesn't he yeah, just this, do it at this, night? This 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 movie's called this movie's called Dark Man and this guy says like this skin only works, you know, past a certain point of expiration in the dark. The whole movie takes place during the day. Yeah. No, because it still works only for ninety nine minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's Also, it's like when, when someone goes in and starts like pulling curtains back and like there's all of his masks, like they're concealed in darkness. So mm-hmm. That's why they're there, not melting. Well, yeah. If you uh, if you remember when he's uh, when he's Durant, like he's checking his timer when they're going to see uh, the the K 
king of Chinatown, I guess, whatever his role was. And he's like, he's definitely getting nervous because like 60 or 70 minutes have already passed. So he's got to figure out how to get this done super quickly. Like that's why he cuts the, that's why he cuts the cigar down so low. Pay me, you need to pay revenue owed before I finish this cigar. Cuts two cigar off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think the I think the ninety minute thing or ninety nine minute thing was still in play. It's just they they already set that up and they were like, just just remember that a little bit. Just but let's go watch Liam Neeson be an insane man. Oh yeah, that's honestly anybody what, what like listen to this. If you haven't seen this movie, um, and you need a reason to, just go fucking watch Liam Neeson overact for ninety minutes because that's really all mm-hmm. this is. Amazing. Well, that and also more of a it's not quite a Marvel. He's watching his his was going to be his fiance, whatever she is, his kind of girlfriend at the Strack Industries meeting, which I thought that was just like, oh, and you can't get Stark, you go with Strack. Strack. <laughs> that and that was also when he was watching her dance, and I feel like he was masturbating while doing so, but he can't feel anything. <laughs> well, does he have? A- he doesn't. He doesn't even know he's doing it. He's like, oh. well, he can't. He <laughs> can't tell. Work. I can't see what he's like. I can't And he just starts crying again. Oh, no. Also, like, it's very evident that, like, his hands get burned. Terribly. Well he makes the revelation that his hands have been burned. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that was, that was something else I noticed with him as a scientist. Like, yes, all scientists keep Bunsen burners burning at all times because when before he was before he was dark man, he had one just burning in the warehouse lab all the time while he was working. Also, what is that like? What's the, what, what, was that, what was that vat of chemicals fucking made of that he had his lab? Like, you, you're telling me you couldn't even touch that thing without it burning the skin off of your hands? Well, no, he was touching something that was conducting electricity when his hands okay. were getting burned. But his okay. face getting continually dunked in it, like, that didn't burn his face off. But I guess it was some sort of accelerant? I don't know. Well, it started <laughs> to burn his face. It blistered his face. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't like, know. But those those dunking sequences also gave us some of like the 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 teases of like Dark Man insanity, where he's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. um, So yeah, I guess I guess we should get to the greatest scene of this entire movie. Oh <laughs> my god! Okay. So after after Peyton makes his miraculous return from the dead and, and reintroduces him to Jules, he kind of comes comes to the story like, "Oh, doctor said I should only see you for a certain amount of time." Blah blah blah. You know, I don't feel right. Blah 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 blah. Um, and again, I can show you what my insides feel like. I'm inside out. That's just this whole movie's Liam Neeson just growling at people. Um, yes. Um, so he uh, he goes to win Julie uh, uh, the, the aforementioned pink elephant. Um, and he's at like the scariest carnival ever. Well, with like a. Yeah, it is not a carnival you'd see nowadays, especially with some guy who like has like a guy handcuffed to the stage who pulls a hood off this poor deformed man and goes like, he's a freak. 
a sideshow freak. He's a freak. <laughs> He's definitely a freak. You with the fake skin, look at this freak. Hey, yes, you I'm pale guy with the blue you. eyes. You like <laughs> How can you turn him like that? <laughs> like how we just turned, we turned, dark, we turned dark man into Futurama, uh, uh, fucking, uh, uh it's he, Richard Nixon. Kind of. <laughs> Baru. Um, <laughs> well, at this, at this carnival, when he goes to win her, this, the aforementioned, um, the game that he's playing, most of the time, the, the throw, uh, baseballs at milk bottles thing, they aren't placed at an angle that you're throwing down at them because they're weighted so it's harder to make them fall over if you have you throwing down at them that means you're just going to knock them over that much easier yeah. i just that was a very minor thing that bothered me but continue uh so he goes to enjoy this this pink elephant and he's just getting agitated by the fucking noise going on around him um and he i can't remember how like how does this go down he wins fair and square but doesn't get the elephant or something he yeah Yeah. yeah. Um, he he becomes completely undone because he hits all the bottles and then he's like, I want the pink elephant. And the guy's <laughs> like, Well, you stepped over the line. And he's like, No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Which turns him into homeless mummy habitual line stepper. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why don't you go? Purify yourselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> uh, and then, like, he gets like fucking fisheye lens vision, and this this carny <sighs> is like, "Why don't you leave, weirdo?" And does he poke him? Is that how? Yeah, he he walks up and tells him to leave, and he pokes Liam Neeson in the chest with two fingers, and then Liam. He grabs his fingers and he doesn't to say he breaks this guy's fingers is a complete understatement. He pulverizes this poor man's hand and yeah. turns his fingers into goo. Yeah, like, he, he turns them into pudding. Putty. Yeah. Uh, you get it, you okay, get it from all three of them. This it's thing the has chorus. three consecutive screaming shots. First mm -hmm. the guy screams, and then it cuts to Lee Mason going, Brah! <laughs> With the, Custom Francis going, ah! and you've got the wonderful effects of like the background cracking apart, representing the sight. Oh my of, god! Uh, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, before before he breaks this dude's fingers, it's you, you fly into fucking Liam Neeson's eyeball, and in the background of his head, like okay, it flies in his eyeball, and then inside of his eyeball is another Liam Neeson, where like the the sky is crackling. There's like little fucking fake nerves floating around. Um, there's fire coming from his mouth and behind him. It is some yes. drag me to hell shit. Um, yes. And there's like a skull and other weird shit. Um, and the music <laughs> is like. And then you come back out of Liam Neeson's eye and he's making the exact same <laughs> facial expression. Then he snaps his poor guy's hands. Yes. And then, and Eric, then throws him through a wall. Yes. Their yeah. theory that uh, he's just a horse makes this whole sequence make more. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's just he's just an overgrown horse. He's just a giant muscle of and then, uh, desire. Prince McDermott is is like is still screaming, and he just fucking shoves his elephant into her chest. <laughs> and he's like, take the elephant, take the elephant. Take goes, I don't, I don't want it. And he's like, take the fucking elephant. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the pinnacle of the entire movie. It's the pinnacle of the entire movie. Like everything else after that is just descending action. <laughs> it's, it's so goddamn entertaining. Um, it's, and then his skin starts to bubble, and then he just starts. He just switches from manic in like murderous inferno to. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then he 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 just fucking runs off on foot, all yeah. the way back to his construction, where he's been presumably screaming and steaming the whole time. Well, no, no, he took the mask off and has it sitting there, and he's just crying with his uh, weird horse face someplace um, else. Uh, in his uh, stylish red button down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she saw him earlier, she's like, why didn't you tell me? I could have helped you. I can help you now. And then he just doesn't show himself to her. Um, yeah. And then this movie is like, guess what? It's the third act now and just fucking shoots everything to fast motion. Yep. Yep. You want a grenade launcher? Cool. We got it. Yeah. It's But it's got some of the best. It's got some of the the most wasteful use of ammo I've ever seen, which makes me wonder if that's oh, why they Durant need so much money. Well, and his his flunkies are just shooting everywhere. Like when they're looking for him in this in this whatever it is defunct defunct uh, steel mill. Like dude who likes to hold the gun like his second crotch is just shooting into the hallways for no reason. This, this gun is my dick. It is. It's he takes that metaphor and runs with it. I'm shooting hot death everywhere. Look at this. Except he hits nothing and kills no one. Yep. Um, Oh yep. no, I'm wrong. Um, he kills one person. And it's, oh yeah, and yeah, the old just, double mask trick. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> from. And they originally stole it from like Scooby Doo or something along those lines. More like, this whole movie is a series of Scooby Doo reveals that don't have any actual reveals. Yep. Like it's been all along. I, I just like the idea of an episode of Scooby-Doo where they pull away the mask and it's Darkman's face underneath and they all just start <laughs> vomiting. Just, we knew it was you, Mr. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's like, he just, like, he just looks at the camera. He's like, I am every man. I am no man. I am dark. I am dark man. Give me the Scooby <laughs> snacks. Give me the Scooby snacks. He just starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just starts sobbing like in death. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yes. Shaggy just puts the weed down. He's like, like never again, school. All right. Give me the I'm never, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, this movie just runs to the finish line with like they attack his like and then just like docks them and terrif- like terrorizes them for five minutes. Yep. Um, after after he runs from Durant, who's been shooting at him from a helicopter with a grenade launcher, because um, they like they just they kidnap Jules and he's like Jules. <laughs> become homeless mummy uh aerial aerial uh, stunt artist oh god this is so good um he so these two dudes they, they first one does uh, his fucking donkey kong move where he just drops on him yep um yep after like teasing him and then like it's just it's not like a wide shot it's just a close-up shot of liam neeson's horrifying burned face flying towards the camera <laughs> And his weird chattering horse teeth. Oh, actually, maybe, maybe actually, he's a he's a cenobite. Maybe he's maybe he's <laughs> chatterer is what it is. It's just before he fully sold himself to the devil. I mean, maybe. Um, I, have you seen be... the new cenobites? They look like shit. No, I haven't. I haven't bothered uh, to check it out uh, because they like, can't do their fucking job. That's why I'm not. Gonna watch somebody that was movie. like, you know, I played Silent Hill for the first time yesterday, and I'm going to rip it off. Um, uh, uh, um, so he takes out that dude, and then the uh, long-haired blonde dude who holds a gun like a dick. Um, who wears a very stylish purple suit. Yes. Oh, he is. Um, is it the he, same guy uh, from um, Oz? No, I don't think so. I think that guy's too young. Was like in Daredevil Season 3. What? Yeah. What? Who was he in Daredevil Season 3? Oh, is it Paige's dad? He, he's Pax, he's Paxton Page. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Then he is from, um, he's from, uh, what did I just say? Oz? Oz? Oz. Yes, he was in Oz. Him wow. and, um, what's his name oh, from SVU were gay lovers. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was the, uh, it was the dumb brother of the, uh, dude who's now in all the insurance commercials. Oh, um, no, not. Yeah. So, yeah, this is where we get the little mask trick where, like, uh, Peyton like slips. What does he put? He puts a Durant mask over this guy, right? Uh, no, he puts. No, he puts a mask of. I forget who. Like it was one of the other. Thugs. Oh, he puts. He puts a. He puts a Peyton mask over him, and yeah. then shoots him. Um, and has this guy shoot him. Takes off that mask to reveal the uh the the the, the Latin uh thug. I suppose mm-hmm. is what we'll call him. Yeah. Um, and then Peyton shows up. Well, yeah, well, yeah shows up mask. with the blonde mask on, with the blonde guy's face on, and then yeah. proceeds to uh, beat him via POV shots of his gross fists coming at the camera, saying, "You've been a very naughty, naughty boy." Johnny, <laughs> 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 sure to spank you. This, this movie's a fucking treasure. Um, and then he, and then somehow gets into a fucking helicopter duel. Um, on an opposing helicopter where he's on like this, like uh, he's on like a rope or a hook, um, from this from this helicopter, and he's just being blasted through traffic, screaming and dodging live grenade the entire time. <laughs> Which also the uh, the car that when he yelled like hey, look out, um, that's the Evil Dead car. Of course because, it is because <laughs> Sam Raimi puts, puts that car in every movie. 
of his um, at least. By the way, uh, side note: uh, Fede Alvarez basically confirmed that the Evil Dead remake. He said it. anyway. Uh, uh, so then, oh, oh, you missed that? Oh shit! No, yeah. Uh, Fede Alvarez in an interview basically said that his remake um, exists in the same universe as Evil Dead One and Two. Yeah, so it's basically Evil Dead Four, more or less. He he more or less said like he's like yeah, I, I basically imagined it, you know, changing and evolving over time into into a modern setting. He's like, and that's how the evil transformed or something like that. I gotta pull up the quote later on. But yeah, he said something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, does. but uh, so uh, I can't remember how, but Nishi gets on top of a fucking truck and takes the one helicopter. Oh, that's right, he has Duran shoot the other helicopter with a grenade launcher, who's by the way, is just boom, 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 yeah, just firing grenades into traffic. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you do it, hitting, hitting fucking nothing except civilians. Um, and then uh, Liam Neeson gets on top of his 18-wheeler and drives into a tunnel and hitches the hook from Durant's helicopter. This uh, this all sounds very confusing, uh, but it's it's pretty wacky when you see it uh, on screen. Uh, hitches Durant's helicopter to this truck, which then drives into a tunnel, which then slams Durant's helicopter into the top of this tunnel and just blows him up. And then the next scene, the next scene <laughs> is Durant. <laughs> Fine with cuts over his face. Yep. And Strant yep. shows up. He's like, "Remember me? I'm the real bad guy." Uh, and he's like, "He's like, you look like shit, Durant." And he's like, "What did he say?" He says, "Peyton malfunctioned my helicopter." Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's well. That was the thing. I got the impression that uh, that the the main bad guy, whatever his name is, faceless business mogul. Um. He and already kind of Legend of Chun-Li? Yes, he already had a, a suspicion that something hinky was going no, he's on. He's the dude from Wayne's World, just in a different. He just, you know, got in a different. <laughs> oh, he's um, not Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um, Strant decides that this final showdown is going to take place on a bunch of on an unfinished building on a bunch of iron beams where yeah, sure. nobody has balance, and he's monologuing the whole Oh, except, except for him, because he said he used to work, or he used to go up with his dad when his dad was a steel worker. That's why he said, like, I used to do this when I was six years old, and that's so why he's he hopping around he has, like a ballerina. So he has perfect ninja balance on yes. his um, Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over, Dark Man. I have the hot ground. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines, yeah. And he's like, "You don't have any kids, rabbit." And and then pulls the mask off, which you would think would adhere to his face a little bit better than it did. Because oh, these things just come right off. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked again, and I love that. Like he has like Durant's coat on, and then like the mask gets pulled off, and it falls down. And like he's like, "All right, fuck it." And rips off like a glorified fat suit to reveal his Phantom of the Opera cloak underneath it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then he has a fucking silly ass final fight with the with Strand and like another nameless thug who I I don't know who this guy is. He just laughs. Minus minus the guns, it felt like a middle school fight where it was just pushing, 
like mind you the stakes were a little bit higher but it was just like oh i'm gonna push you no i'm gonna it's, push you it's, it's a silly ass fight that's filled with really cool filming techniques because like mm-hmm. that one shot where like it is a green screen but strance like he's like you're jealous because i built this he's like you're jealous cause this is all mine and like the background behind him looms up around him mm-hmm. and like you can see this massive area of just nothing but unfinished buildings and it's really, really fucking cool looking. And then, like, at some point, they're fighting with, like, pulleys. Um, and then Strant picks up a Yeah, they had, him, they had him be a homeless uh, mummy ninja warrior at that point. Wow, you've got these all lined up, don't you? Mm-hmm. I, I um, noted it every time it happened. Um, and at some point, Jules almost falls off, but gets saved by, uh, like, some fucking pieces Rebar. of Rebar. Yeah. Um, which her, uh, arm, her shoulders would have been pulled out of their sockets just like just like Peyton's arm would have been pulled out of its socket when he fell and grabbed a hold of that hook. That's oh, yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You You're welcome. He would not have felt it, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, I never read that, actually. Um... <laughs> so they uh, they have this, no. this ridiculous duel. Um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> sorry. Oh. Um, nameless nameless thug gets uh gets his pant leg caught by a, a hook and pulley. I think it was. And then Dark Man just fucking drops his ass from the top of this fucking building. No, he doesn't. He he starts to drop him, and then uh, and the dude's using like a rivet gun and shoots the line that he's holding, and then he drops him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he picks up a fucking like a like a big daddy Bioshock. It looks like okay. it looked like something out of uh, out of Quake. Like it looks like obnoxious. he just pulled it out of Quake. And like he's, he's shooting this shit at fucking Darkman. He's like dipping and dodging. And he's, by the way, he has like four inches on each side to maybe bob and weave when he's doing successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Which his hand very gets, Raimi bullet shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> where every single rivet gets its own POV shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and one of these rivets hits Darkman in the hand. He gets pinned to like a bar. Um, and then we find out that his trigger word is freak because Strand's like, it's okay, I got to know Jules in a little bit and she doesn't want to marry a freak. And then <laughs> this is my favorite fucking shot of the movie. Liam Neeson opens his mouth, the camera flies into his mouth. And then <laughs> on the other side is another Liam Neeson, but the screen is red. And he goes, Rah! Yes. <laughs> and then yes. he fucking unloads on Strand. Um, Strand has a uh, quarter-sized uh, hole in his yeah. hand. Um, Jules uh, drops, so Darkman gets a pulley, swings from it, catches Jules, swings her to safety, swings back, and Spider-Man double kicks Strand to his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, that's not right. Um, actually. It's not quite happened because Liam Neeson has like one of the best lines before he kills a bad guy. I think I've ever heard where Strand's like, he's like, yeah, you can't do it. Is it? You can't live with yourself. And Liam Neeson just goes, there's a lot I'm learning to live with and just drops him. I'm like, okay, that was <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> well, wait, I, th- maybe I'm misremembering. Doesn't he do his, uh, his giant force, his giant. In the fight, gets yeah. above him and goes, yeah. and just okay. fucking falls on okay. him. 
Um, and then the end of this movie is like they get into an elevator and she's like, uh, look at me. He's like, he's like, don't look at me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, she seems to be more into him now that he's this burned up freak than a uh, freak, freak, as he breaks through my window. Um, <laughs> than he was Rah! when he looked like Liam Neeson. Like, maybe that's By the, the like, thing. I, I have to say, like, it's weird to see Liam Neeson, who who's, everyone knows his face, is covered in mm-hmm. horror makeup the entire film basically yeah yeah uh and they don't they don't shy away from showing it like it's it's clearly him like because that's that's his face like it's not like a case of like an actor for the you know before accident part and an actor for the after accident part like in swamp thing um he's there um committing entirely to this fucking role um but this movie wraps up with um him basically saying like you know, the longer I was, you know, doing what I was doing in that fucking steel mill, like the man behind the mask was starting to go away. And he's basically like, I'm a monster now. Um, my insides were becoming my outsides. My insides were becoming my outsides. <laughs> um, and he's like, I know I'm Bruce Campbell. <laughs> um, and then he, um, uh, he runs off from Julie. And as he's doing so, he puts on one more mask uh, and then runs into a crowd of people. And then you get like the best cameo ever. Uh, with a full head of hair and a nice fucking sharp ass chin. Yep. Um basically this that's the mask that uh Peyton puts on, then he fades into the to the group of people a la Matt Max from Fury Road, and that's it. And he says, I'm Dark Man. Which hopefully he got where he was going within 90 minutes, or there's gonna be a whole lot of bummed out people in that group. He's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was a lot of laughter, but uh I love this movie so much. Uh, this is like this was this was as enjoyable as Steel for so many different reasons. Yeah. Well, this movie's fantastic. This movie's insane and it's weird. Um, it, yeah, for something that's not actually based on any existing property, it's a lot of well, fun. It's not based on anything because Raimi wanted to do The Shadow or Batman, and they was basically told no, so he amalgamated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that he, cer- he certainly yeah. fucked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird that like it's weird that like both of those movies like th- they got stolen out from underneath them, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just make, I'll make, I'll make something of my own." And like Batman's one thing, but like it completely just nerfs the shadow. Like it's just. All yeah. I remember is that, that movie had Alec Baldwin. That's it. I don't remember anything else about it. He has a I, weird laughter and a really bad prosthetic nose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say the only one of these like era movies that I think would hold up as well as Rocketeer, but that's like a completely different style movie in many ways. No, it, it's still pulp, but it's not the detective thing. Yeah, and I've still never I've he never wasn't seen even the a detective though. He was just a screaming monstrosity that couldn't control his emotions. <laughs> sure. Well, the hat and the dusters straight up rip off of the shadow.
It's 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 the Invisible Man, Fam of the Opera. Um, someone said Frankenstein earlier. Um, I, I think I saw Wolfman. in the IMDb Hunchback of Notre Dame was one of them that he got inspiration. Yeah, I would definitely yes. say Wolfman just because you're trying to fight the monster underneath. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he, except, he exists between two movie. worlds, but belongs to neither. He uh, he didn't have to grow a tiny hand in this movie. <laughs> the power of sunlight. <laughs> no, but he did have sex with Francis McDermott, and like I think Francis McDermott is actually a very attractive woman. So, yeah. Well, oh man, he would have had a different career trajectory. Swamp Thing is not a movie about a man turned into a monster as much as how do we get Bridget Bardot into water as much as possible. Yeah, sounds about right. And have her wear low cut shirts. (laughs) And angry five minutes, four minutes, three minutes. He just, that's the thing nobody realizes, like, the second two movies shouldn't exist because he should have died from some sort of bizarre super cancer from all of the horrible <laughs> places he was working and sleeping. But he never feels pain. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's true. He's got every disease, so they can't get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Three Stooges effect. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love this. That's your body. In fact, he's like, you're not healthy. You're the sickest man alive. So I'm immortal. <laughs> I love that when he's like, he's like, well, let's get some blood. The syringe goes through Mr. Burns' arm. And he's like, <laughs> Mr. Burns is like, oh, probably there. I saw some blood there yesterday. <laughs> um, but holy shit, Dark Man is good. And for, as someone said, it's not based on anything. Just out of same Raimi's wacko mind. Um. And it's important because Sam Raimi would go on to direct uh, one of the more important superhero trilogies. It has a really bad third movie. Um, yeah. It brought back the comic book movie genre. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's, I mean, he gave us the big screen debuts of Green Goblin, uh, Sandman, fucking Venom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and since Batman had already gone off the deep end at this point, like especially by the time Spider-Man One rolls around, like didn't Batman Forever already shit the bed? Not Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Yeah, uh, they I were like so. really close at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think actually, I think Keaton heard that Burton was out, and he was like, "Fuck this, I'm not doing this." Yeah, no, he <laughs> that was the whole reason he signed on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they were well, going to do a spinoff and they were going to make their whole new universe with uh, Superman. Well, and it's it's kind of like a, 
was it uh who was it who was supposed to direct spider-man um there's someone James else cameron there. yeah cameron and like like mary jane and spider-man yeah mary jane and spider-man were gonna have sex on top of the brooklyn bridge and just all types of crazy stuff Hell so yeah wasn't it the brooklyn bridge that gwen stacy fell off of yeah <laughs> that makes it even more disturbing that they were <laughs> going to have sex on top of the brooklyn bridge yeah. imagine they did like spider-man 3 and gwen stacy got thrown off the same bridge he's like oh god god damn it you never come back here again man spider-man 3 had me like when gwen is falling out of that building like the whole time going and now no oh now no okay and he saved her again what's happening she lived what the fuck is this <laughs> and then all through Amazing Spider-Man 2 I was like just fucking do it just get it done <laughs> and then they did it and I was like I didn't feel anything I'm dead inside <laughs> I was like I was like oh I was like oh no Billy Idol killed Emma Stone I'm really upset about it <laughs> don't I'm you like, defend Billy Idol like that I know Dean DeHaan Billy Idol looks fantastic whereas Dean DeHaan looked like shit in that movie yeah. yeah. Is there a movie that he doesn't look like shit? Uh, uh that's, well, I mean, that's, like, like, uh... like physically, or because I think he's a pretty good actor. I mean, but he always looks sick. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That he always. Michael B. Jordan. Well, yeah, uh, it's he. He always plays the uh, sickly-looking kid, and the one dude from Ozarks always plays the uh, dirty kid. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm saying because Dandyham was in um uh shit the the uh, one with Michael B Jordan that's he was not... also in the Mule well, Chronicles I love Chronicles yeah. but he's also yeah. in the Place Beyond the Pines with Bradley oh, Cooper yeah. and uh, Ryan Gosling and that movie will fuck your day up if you aren't prepared for it um they also put that? him in what's that terrible Luke uh, Luke Besson movie oh uh, Valerian yes you mean yeah. both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, Hunter. Uh, I say I have not seen Valerian, and I don't know when I'll do it. Yeah, I will never. And I love Fifth Element, but I will never see that film. No, I love Fifth Element too, and I saw Valerian. And I'm like, that's got potential to suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just um, want to see it for the special it, effect shots. It, that's what I call the Green Lantern effect. It's like so much CGI. Yeah. I also really like. Um, uh, Carol Delton uh, was Devangeline. Yes. No. Oh, it is Devangeline. All right. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was something like a Devoe or something along those lines. No, it's what's her name that played Enchantress in Suicide. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like her a lot. I think she has a very interesting look. Yeah, she does. Um, she was a model. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's like arguably my favorite part of Suicide Squad, outside of like uh, Harley and Deadshot. Um, just from a presentation standpoint alone, I thought she was really cool. Uh, like especially when June puts her hand on the table, and then it as awesome. Um, but uh, Darkman, I think, is really important to uh, superhero films, mostly because uh, it's I don't know. There's fucking nothing like it. Yeah, yeah there's I, there's really nothing as extreme as Darkman, just in terms of presentation, and it's completely original. Um, mm -hmm. And like there, there's a there's a very dry, dry desert of original superhero films. It reminded it reminds me thinking back a lot of Crank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like if if uh, Statham had on a black hat and a cloak <laughs> and no face. 
<laughs> but like, but like, yeah, but like if you go if you go over like real quick, like how many good original superhero films are there like that aren't this? Because um, it ain't fucking Pluto Nash. Like, <laughs> well, that's not. Yeah, like Incredibles, well, I can't even consider original. It's Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's Fantastic Four. Well, and how quickly you guys are forgetting how quickly you guys are forgetting the uh, wonderful Damon Wayans film Blank Man. I was gonna get to it. <laughs> forget about it. Well, actually, I would say there's Meteor Man. Yes, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robert Townsend. I mean, you have um, you have superhero film, which came out during that like vomit-inducing trend of genre movie. It's a comedy. The and we're gonna kill it. Well, uh, actually, actually, superhero movie had gags I really, really enjoyed. Um, and one of them in particular was when the villain says, "I have one hour to live," and he flips over an hourglass, and it drains in two seconds. And uh, data from Star Trek goes, it was on sale. <laughs> Actually, something I thought of that uh, fit into the original superhero film would be uh, Sky High, the uh, Disney uh, yeah. film. That's the, that is the one everyone goes to. It's yeah, no, that's... I'm dead. Um, I would say um, gone. What is Kurt Russell's tonight? hair? Yes, beautiful, beautiful Kurt Russell's hair. Uh, we're talking about Sky High. Oh, uh, we mentioned already, but I definitely think Chronicle is um, it's a superhero film from the opposite perspective. It it kind of is, but it also feels like an Akira proof of concept. Well, Landis himself, I can't believe I, this is like the only time where I'm mentioning his name without calling him a piece of shit. Um, well, his dad was uh, well. Well, there it is. Um, <laughs> um, Landis said his inspiration for that was Carrie, but like a lot of people watched that and said, like, this is also Akira, and this is also kind of an like it is kind of an X Men movie. Yeah, like because it is someone with with extreme superpowers also dealing with like puberty um, mm-hmm. and like high school shit and like being a just a regular ass kid, um, which is kind of a Spider Man thing. Um, also, kind of like a young X Men thing. Um, and like, but the list is really short, and it's really hard to think of stuff that's even worth watching. Because like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go tell anybody to watch the Toxic Avenger. Not gonna happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I will tell you, go watch Sergeant Kabuki Man. I that was I was gonna fucking reference that next. <laughs> Sergeant Kabuki Man is great. Um, from the same studio, Trauma did a, a bunch of original superheroes, and one of them is Sergeant Kabuki Man. And yes, it's as offensive as you might think it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You, wait, Arlen, have you never seen Sergeant Kabuki Man? A a just, New York a New York detective gets the powers of of, of fucking really? Kabuki Man. I don't even remember. If you if you watch the trailer, it you, the minute it starts up, if I remember correctly, it has the dun, 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 and just oh, yeah yeah it's it's what you'd like expect that. from trauma. Yeah. It, this reminds me of the the new fifty two version of the Creeper, because I think that's what they did. Oh, they made no. the Creeper an ancient Japanese spirit. Oh uh, no! That took you over might, Jack Ryder. 
They no. got rid of that, though. Oh, they did real fast. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh. <laughs> no, and, like, you can come up with more stuff that's, uh, like, that is a comic that's not... Like, Irredeemable is probably the biggest one that comes to mind when it comes to, like, a, a, a comic event that doesn't have its feet in the Marvel and DC Garden. Um, kind of. <laughs> well, you, I'm the, not going to... Yeah, very, very, very... Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. But, like, but it is a character that doesn't have any kind of deeper connections to that, and it goes into some wacky fucking places. It does. Um, and I kind of, like... I. I wish we could get more films like this. That's that is the superhero genre, but I think people with money are afraid that like no one knows his brand, therefore they won't buy any tickets. Yeah, just because just because the the, the genre is huge right now doesn't mean that everything is going to sell. Didn't Rain Wilson and what's her name that was Juno do a movie? Oh, super! Oh, super! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was like great. they happened, but they're like really small. But that wasn't that wasn't as much a superhero film as it was just about mental health. <laughs> well, was, you could say the same about what's the was it Mark Millar one that they turned into a movie? With kick ass, kick ass. Yeah, I, not really because I mean it's the hero quote unquote of Kick Ass isn't isn't quite as questionably mentally unhealth unsound as Rain Wilson is. Um. Nick Cage's character is. Well, yeah, Nick Cage's character is, but I mean, that's... <laughs> now switch to Krypton. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much Connor said everything I could say about yeah. Darkman. It's like it's it's really well done for an original concept, and it. I think it was a little bit before its time because I think of something not oh, as... Oh, dude, if this was made today by, like, it... Sam Raimi, who's had, like, 30 years to fucking mm-hmm. hone his breath, if this was made instead of... If this was made today instead of Drag Me to Hell, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Like, if I could trade those movies in their place in history? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh, oh god. <laughs> I I would love to see that you because I feel like to. Exactly. I feel like Liam Neeson is ready to get out of the uh, I'm a man who has some very particular things that I can do like genre of movies because that's all he does now is he just keeps doing wanted over and over and over. Well, again. except like except when he gets cuz I think the Snowplow movie, the Snowplow movie is a comedy. I think it's a parody of like what he's doing. The Mr. Plow movie. Um but oh, like, uh, but like, his, uh, his well, you know, it's Coxman, right? Because of the very no. internet thing with Liam Neeson. No, what? No. Yeah. Yeah, Liam Neeson is very famous for possibly having the largest cock in Hollywood. Huh. The point where. Yeah, Kevin Smith on one of the podcasts, they had a song for like one of their intros. It was about how how big the cock was. It was ridiculous. Oh my god! Yeah, he's one of those famous guys. Um, well, I love I love him in Lego Movie. Um, oh, as good cop and bad cop. 
Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's a little over being like the sagely type or the yeah. the Jerry the action star. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think he I think if Sam Raimi walked up and said like Let's do fucking Dark Man Four, he would like Yes, please. Okay, I feel like yes. he would, I'm, I would come from the other course if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. There were two sequels. No, there weren't. <laughs> yeah, they what they were, they were just uh fever dreams while he was fighting off all the horrible infections he had gotten from the first <laughs> film. Yeah. Um it's like how Harvey it's like how Harvey Dent in Dark Knight would be dead within like, I don't know, probably like two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he would go insane from pain. Yes. Yeah. Because I say in that movie, they, they they're like yeah, he's not taking his pain meds. I'm like, he would be screaming. Yes. <laughs> yes. He would be screaming in agony. <laughs> but it's it's only that half of his face has superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad there's no skin there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm I think I'm good on Dark Man. Um. Yeah. That was a good kind of fucking shot. time, and I really recommend anyone listen to this. Like, I know we spoiled a bunch of it, but like, please. it doesn't matter. Please, no, because like because this is a very, it's a very visual experience, and us just telling you about it is not going to do it justice. You need to see it. Yeah, you do. Um, and please don't watch the sequels. I've never even seen the sequels. I don't think I will. They're great. Oh god. Here, here's the thing. I would I would recommend the first Crow sequel before I recommend the Dark Man sequels. And I've seen wow. the Crow City of Angels a handful of times, and I still say this day, it's not an awful movie. It's just not as good I, as the first movie. And that's yeah, the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Crow Two also has a really fucking good soundtrack. Just like I was going to say that, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I mean, it's, it's different, but it's still very good. It's still very good. And also, if you look at the, the history of that movie, it was butchered mm-hmm. by the studio. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be something entirely different. Yeah. Um, but it takes place in the same universe, and then later Crow sequels can all burn in hell. Um, especially that one with fucking Eddie Eddie Furlong and David Boreanaz and Tara Reid, um, and Danny Trejo. That's where those movies went. Were the main villain wow. uh, Tara Reed's nipples? Uh, oh man! Everybody, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I can't forget it. Fuck it, spin the pocket. Fuck it, spin the pocket. Spa.